0: Hello, and welcome to the McGetton Fries Movie Podcast.
1: Hello, I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And, uh, yes, welcome. We're back. We're back. We're back at Ian's place for, for a very long time. Haven't been here in ages. It back on the broken looks, down it couch. It still looks exactly the same. That's right. It's the same couch. I think same it's even cabin. more broke than Loyal before. Loyal listeners will remember that Ian broke this couch uh, in excitement, pretending to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was ago. a long time ago.
0: Really a new couch.
1: Yep. And uh, so...
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Monkey Shoulder. Absolutely. A very fine, drinkable whiskey. Very nice. Very nice.
1: Oh,
0: very nice. Yeah. This is the last podcast. You could hear the like even without doing that. Mm-hmm. You could hear the ice clinking in our glasses back your place. Could you? Is, yeah. that, is, that,
1: is that because what the mic was good? Or? Just yeah. Just I don't know. Just picked it up. I think we're just really kicking our glasses. Later. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> so we've been away for a while again because um, Gavin's been away for a while.
1: Yeah, I just got back from uh, Singapore, if any of you listened to the uh, previous episode, I talked a little bit what I was doing, I was doing a play called Red, that went very well. It was very good, I really enjoyed it. Um, nobody, nobody shouted out video game speed. That was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> you know, you look back and you laugh now, I think if anyone had actually done that, it would have freaked you out. It would have freaked me out. You might have
0: dropped that painting or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I was tempted when you were moving paintings, like, this is the
1: perfect time. Yeah, during the scene transitions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if someone had screamed out video game speed, I would have cracked up. <laughs> there were there were two places in the play where I completely corpsed. Yeah. Every night. Like every single every night. Every single night. Um, it's that bit where, because it's just a two, those of you who don't know, i read it's about Mark Rothko. It's just a two-man play, me and this other guy, Daniel Jenkins, who played Mark Rothko, and he had this one bit where he's making fun of my character, and he's, that bit where he's like, Matisse, the dying hero. Oh, yeah. And, like, he would always get in my face, and he's wearing this prosthetic nose. <laughs> and you know up close it looks ridiculous from the audience it probably looks all it's right Ju- what was it Jewish Doc Brown he, yeah it looked like a Jewish Doc Brown it was really funny and I just kept cracking up and especially on the last show he mm. really got in my face and he kept looking at me and I, I and it's a really tense moment in the play and I just kept laughing <laughs> it's Like just fuck off. <laughs> but uh, no it's good to be back it's good to be back you back for a while i um, back for the rest of the year No,
0: yeah. okay cool so Jesus so we might be regular we, again we
1: might be able to keep to a so, somewhat regular schedule.
0: Cool. So on today's show, we'll be reviewing.
1: Uh, I'll be reviewing uh, a, a little bit of a late review, but I um, went to see Transformers Age of Extinction, and I'll do a really small review of um, uh, Sabotage. Cool.
0: Uh, I'll be reviewing Dawn of the Planet of the
1: Apes, and I also saw uh,
0: Philomena, the Oscar nominated movie with Judy Dench and um, Steve, Steve Coogan.
1: Coogan. That's right. Alan Partridge himself.
0: But as usual, we like to start off with our news.
1: Yeah, what's been happening? What has it been happening? Doesn't feel like there's been a whole lot happening.
0: There's been a bit. So pretty, <laughs> like pretty recently, there's been. Uh, sorry, I need to get something for later. Great radio.
1: do Uh
0: forget. Did you see the release? The The Entertainment Weekly had the cover with uh, Ultron. Ultron.
1: Yes. Yes, I saw this.
0: So the, the Ultron the bad guy in the Avengers Two movie.
1: hmm Hence uh, the reason why they're calling it the Age of Ultron.
0: Yeah. Although um, this Age of thing, Age of Extinction, Age of yeah, Ultron, yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting just, a bit much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, he looks cool. He looks like looks like the comic.
0: Yeah, he does. Surprisingly <laughs> so, because yeah. he's a big goofy-looking like yeah, monster. They haven't got the huge mouth yet. Yeah, But yeah. maybe he opens up or something. Maybe the whole top half of his head pops off.
1: Yeah, he's he does have this kind of comical like in in the comics. He does kind of kind of look a little comical. Yeah, right? like it's like
0: you build these helper robots and you make them look like the most malevolent things on planet Earth, because <laughs> they're just their their head is like eighty percent evil, gaping, grinning yeah, Joker face. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, anything with red eyes just yeah. generally is not a good good sign.
0: And uh, because they haven't done uh, Ant Man yet, who yeah. originally creates this, it looks like they're still going to go with uh, Tony Stark's. Maybe yeah. uh, r- robots going to be crazy because they did do comics where Tony's suit became self-aware at points, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And they had hints of that almost in the last one, where his yes. conscious was kind of uh, in enamored, 3 that were yeah. affecting but, him.
1: Yeah, but yeah, uh, they, they can't they can't do the original sort of a uh, rod origin story from the comics which Ooh. was which was uh, ha- Hank Pym creating it, because, yeah, as you say. Haven't, Ant- haven't done it yet. Um but and even was- with the MM movie it's gonna be um it's 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 Hank Pym and um the other the, the other one. Wasn't yeah, the, the Scott, wasn't it? Scott Lee. Scott, yeah. Scott Lang. Scott Lang, that's right. Yeah.
0: Which is still supposedly on track, that man's gonna truck ahead to get it made even though yep. they got
1: director yet? Yeah? Yep, Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. Who what's he done? Peyton Reed, he's he's the director of Bring It On. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was also supposed to um, direct the Fantastic Four film be- ah. uh, quite a long time ago before um, before Tim Story took it. Ah. um And um, according to uh, Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. um, Peyton Reed was also one of the guys that they spoke to about directing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Uh, before before James Gunn got got the job.
0: Cool. Yeah, so, those, I mean, there is an Age of Ultron comic, isn't there? But it's like Age of Apocalypse where someone comes yeah. back in time after yeah. he's Yeah, um,
1: But, uh, you know, Josh Meadon that has said that, they're it's, not doing uh, that, no. that it's not based on, on that arc. But it
0: does look like a load of Ultrons. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And everyone's outfit now has slightly more red in it. There's a, there's a lot of pictures from inside the, the magazine as well, which are available online. And, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Red Widow's got a little bit more red. Yeah. Hawkeye's got a coat with a little bit more red. Yeah, I do. I don't like that Steve Rogers is back in the. He's back in a, a suit that's more like his World War II suit because I really. The more I watch the Avengers, the more I hate his fucking Captain America suit in the yeah, Avengers.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it, Cartoony. It, it does not work on, on on film.
0: No, the black one in uh, the new Captain America works so much better. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was very cool. That was very cool. Um, but yeah, so the, did you, there's a whole thing with Marvel as well.
0: They've relaunched their Avengers, and Marvel and Fox aren't getting on. <laughs> and there seems to be this whole like this new Avengers, got like, Avengers Now initiative, which they like, keep Marvel does every couple of years. I think they've mm. done Marvel Now before, they've done something else before that mm. as well. It's like the do Marvel Knights so just come up with a word, use it to death, and then uh, tack it onto the end of all their titles and then move on.
1: Was well, it also? I heard something that Marvel wanted to, um, st- like, uh, suspend the, uh, printing Fantastic Four. So that's forms. what I'm getting into.
0: <laughs> so, leading up with the Avengers, this new group, the Avengers Now, or is it the Astonishing Avengers? So. Thor's gonna lose the hammer to some girl. He's no, he will, he will do something so he will no longer be worthy to hold the hammer. So maybe contract negotiations with Chris Hemsworth aren't going so well.
1: Well, uh, you, yeah, I heard about this. Like Thor's, Thor's gonna be a chick.
0: Yeah, but it's not like it's not the, uh, current Thor. It's it's definitely another person will take up the mantle. There's someone yeah. else who is worthy. Yeah, yeah. But if you look, there's a picture I will put up on the blog, and uh, if you look at it, I mean, does it? It gives you a good idea where they're going because Deathlock's in it. From the Marvel TV show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcon is now the Captain America. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's happened to Captain America this time, but the Falcon was in the new Captain America movie. Mm-hmm, You've mm-hmm. got the new girl Thor. Tony Stark has a new suit, which, you know, they'll have to upgrade every year anyway. The Witcher Soldier's in it from the last movie. Mm-hmm. So the other ones added in there are Stephen Strange, whose movie's been announced. Yep. The director of Sinister is doing it, Scott Derrickson. Yeah, have so. you seen Sinister?
1: Uh, sinister. Yeah. Yes, I have. It was it, good. It's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. There's um, just there's a
0: whole load of like small horror movies that came out that I just can't keep up anymore.
1: Well, I mean, and they all sort of sound the same, you know. I mean, there was you know, there's uh sinister, there's Devils Do and Deliver Us from Evil that had yeah. all, had almost identical posters. Yeah. So, uh, but. Um, Delivers from evil is also Scott Derrickson. Ah, oh, that's uh, not doing so well, right? It's not, it's not doing so well. Yeah, the exorcism of Emily Rose as yes. well, which and is supposed to be okay. That, that was all right. That was all right. He also he also uh, did the remake of uh, the Day of the Earth Stood Still. Yes. Yeah. Or the day the
0: audience fell asleep.
1: Right. Uh, or as well, or as uh, Mark Kermode calls it, the day my face stood still. <laughs> <laughs> it was a
0: long, boring movie.
1: It's I I enjoyed it for the I enjoyed the first half an hour. I mm. thought I thought that. They handled the build-up in the first half an hour of that film fairly well. But, but then it was it all... the worst kid ever.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, worst kid actor. Jaden Smith. Yeah.
1: You, know, you, really got a, you really got a sense of just... What
0: a dickhead he is. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. grown up to be.
1: Yeah.
0: But it also... So Stephen Strange is in there. Ant-Man's in there. Uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch is in there. Angela's in there, which is just fucking weird. Because that character is so fucked up. I don't know what's going on there. But it's Medusa from The Inhumans in there. So this leads into the Fox and Marvel split that's going on. Mm-hmm. So Marvel have a good relationship with uh, Sony. Yes. So the Amazing Spider-Man 2 that came out, there was an Amazing Spider-Man 2, by Amazing Spider-Man tie-in comic from Marvel. Yeah. There wasn't for X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. Marvel have not done any toys for X-Men Days of Future Past, whereas they have for other properties. Yeah. They haven't done any movie tie-ins for uh, Fox movies since Wolverine Origins. Origins. Yeah. Yeah. So... They're seeing the comics. They don't make so much off the comics. They make more off the movies in the back end and stuff. And they see... The, the rumor is that they're seeing having the Fantastic Four and X-Men comics out there and delete lead them to a new movie is free advertising for the movie. Yeah. And they don't want the movie... They want the movies to not make that much money so they get the rights back.
1: Yeah. And they... Um, and, uh, and and so they've... they've sus- is this true, though? they've suspended... I've seen on multiple
0: places. It looks like they're suspending it. And also... So there's multiple things. of like this. They said they're suspending uh, the Fantastic Four... Marvel's 75th anniversary is coming up and the cover to a 75th anniversary omnibus does not have the Fantastic Four or any X-Men on there. It has Star-Lord for fuck's sake and Rock- <laughs> and the Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Yeah. Um and Iron Fist and Nova, stuff, But that's but that's
1: that kind of sucks cuz the Fantastic Four are a flagship, the guy. cornerstone. You know, I mean <clears throat> next to next to Spider-Man, they're pretty much the most identifiable characters in in the Marvel universe. I mean yeah. like uh you know, I mean, I suppose now it's very difficult to make that argument because so much of Marvel has just entered the, the you know, the, the, the mainstream public consciousness. Yeah. But, um, you know, Fantastic Four, that, that, that was the book that started it. Yeah. You know, that was the first, that was Stan Lee's first, uh, first creation was the Fantastic Four. Exactly.
0: So... And they're I, not doing, and I
1: also hear that the uh, upcoming Fantastic Four movie that Josh Trank is directing is not based on any of the comic books. Yeah, but
0: he could say not based on any particular storyline. It could be just picking stuff all over the place. You never know until we see something on like that. We haven't seen a trailer yet.
1: Well, I mean, the casting alone gives you an idea of where they're going with it.
0: Yeah, it's a um, more of an ultimate one anyway.
1: Yeah, you know, and how, if, <laughs> have they did they explain what the relationship between Sue Storm and Johnny Storm is going to be? No. Was well, is, is is he adopted or something? I mean, maybe where...
0: she's adopted. I don't know. <laughs> So, there's that. Then the other thing that's come up, supposedly, is that, you know, the X-Men franchise, it's, you know, the last X-Men was pretty close to what I expect from an X-Men comic book movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it isn't the way that uh, Marvel would do it. But, there's some recent stuff going on with the comics where there's, the Inhumans are another group that, that I think Lee came up with as well. Maybe Kirby or not sure who else he did work with on it yeah and essentially they live on the moon and they're kind of mutants when they're growing up they're totally human but when they get to 15 or 16 they're exposed to some kind of uh, chemical that kind of emphasizes one power mm-hmm. and uh, they're all freaky weird like their king can't talk because his voice can destroy everything or something like that it's mm-hmm. like it's, is that powerful his wife has crazy hair mm-hmm. um so they did something in the comics where there could be inhumans all over the earth right as if to lead into well we need superpowered people but the X Men are with Fox. So they're talking, there's this whole inhumanity line that should be coming out and a whole storyline based around it, as if to big up the inhumans. And seeing Medusa in the Avengers now kind of leads into that as well. Right. So it's like, we'll just do X Men stories, but we'll just use inhumans instead.
1: It's so fucked
0: up. It's totally messed <laughs> up. And it kind of, you know, it feels like this could, if these things are all turn out to be true, it could be the weird tipping point, you know, Edgar Wright leaving, all this stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. To see how it goes. And they've also announced, Marvel have also announced.
1: Four non-movies. Yeah, a whole bunch of movies going into 2017. Uh, 2016,
0: 2017, they're to, and I think it's is it three movies in 2017? Yeah, three movies in 2017, and then two in 2018, another one in 2019. So, go on fucking knows.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, 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 they can afford to. I mean, they've got a massive library. They can pretty much... Yeah. They can keep going forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, interesting times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty funny.
0: hmm did you see the trailer for Disney, not Pixar's Big Hero 6? Yes, this is the... Did you uh, see the two of them?
1: No, I saw the first one.
0: Okay, well, there's a new one that came out this week.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And there's two new ones that come out this week. It's a Japanese one and an international slash US one. Right. They couldn't... Well, the beginnings of them... It's... it's Big Hero 6 is like a kid who gets... Inherits a robot, by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. This but, is more clear in the second one. But in, uh, in
1: this is... Of the first sort of animated collaboration between Disney and Marvel, right? Yeah, apparently
0: it was a comic at one point, but never right. really
1: got much attraction. Uh, right.
0: But the kid's getting menaced by some bad guy in a kabuki mask, and he's got to take him down, and his robot is soft and useless. Mm-hmm. Looks quite funny, the robot.
1: Yeah, the robot's quite... I mean, the uh, the teaser that I saw looked quite amusing.
0: Yeah, he's trying to make him into Iron Man, essentially, yeah, and yeah, the robot's yeah. just too fat.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the Japanese trailer starts with a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like... So it looks like the robot's looking after the kid. It's pretty depressing stuff. And then the robot comes into it. But I think the Japanese one as well has the robot. There's one of them has the robot running low on battery and playing with a cat. Have you seen that?
1: No, I haven't seen that. And he's just lying on the floor going,
0: "Furry baby. Which is pretty cool. Or fixing uh, leaks because he's made out of air. And just fixing leaks on him with sellotape in a police station is one of the funniest things I've seen. Yeah. your research before the show you know yeah did you see <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean we've got a lot to catch up on from stuff that's to away and you know research and not our thing so did you see the photo that the release of
1: of uh, henry cavill
0: henry cavill of superman and batman versus superman Dawn of justice
1: Yeah. looks it, like looks like they're going dark
0: it looks like sin city yeah in a bad way
1: well it looks like he's in gotham yeah yeah
0: but it looks more like he's in sin city yeah or three hundred. Like I don't know if that style. I mean, S- Snyder stayed away from that stylistic ticks of his in the first one, to the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd be happy with him going down that.
1: Well, I mean, if he's if he's in Gotham, then that's all right. If that's supposed to be Metropolis, then that then we're in a lot of Because it's always sunny in Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't rain unless you know. Uh, uh, maybe Metropolis isn't. You know, it's, how much of Metropolis is still left standing after the first one?
0: <laughs> You've heard the stories about like it's not. But it's not Superman. It's now it's no longer the Man of Steel two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man of Steel two is a separate movie yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah. these are just like episodic
1: stuff they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's crazy. Yeah, no, I I heard about it. Well, also like uh, Warner Brothers, they released their their DC roster, mm. and Man of Steel two is the last the last yeah. film there. So that that's clearly something entirely separate. And
0: Jason Momoa is Aquaman.
1: Yeah, that's that's weird.
0: I think that could work.
1: It could work if he's
0: the if he's the spike armed uh, Aquaman.
1: I mean, like... Give him I, yeah, a blonde it, wig, but him in some It, can, it work. I just... You know, it, it, the only thing that can, that's kind of Quite worrying even. is that it's very much a... The whole thing is so clearly a Justice League, you know, prequel. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's like... I, how are you going to have time to introduce all these characters? Yeah. Because... Like, know,
0: this one, I'd say the way they're doing this one is that, like, you know, Cyborg will catch a building or something, and then just, that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. I don't... I, mm, it's... Interesting times ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I just hope they don't drop the ball with this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to be very optimistic about it because mm. I like Zack Snyder's style. Um, you know, ben Affleck was the bomb of Phantoms. And uh, you know, like Ben, Aff- ben Affleck's not going to sign on to something like this at this point in his career, yeah. unless he knows something we don't. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he brought in Chris Terrio to rewrite everything. Because now it's now in the credits is like written by Chris Terrio, based on a screenplay by David Goyer. Oh, really? Yeah. So they Chris, Ter- Chris Terrio brackets we've,
0: we've we we got nothing to do with this she hook hating bastard.
1: Yes, we com- we've completely rewritten this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that, Superman
0: no longer punches a polar bear in the third act.
1: Yeah, I mean the and the only thing that is not very encouraging is that Chris Nolan is no longer on board. Oh, he's not on board at all. He's not no, producer, no, nothing. No, nothing. it's
0: like I, I don't even make the tea.
1: Yeah, nothing. He's not involved at all. Ah, uh, so that's not very encouraging. No. Um, even though I thought that Chris Nolan's involvement was was in in a weird way kind of part of the problem with Man of Steel. Mm. Um, no, he his, knowing that he was involved it sort of suggests you know a, a faith, a certain faith that he has in the project. Mm. So now that he's not involved, you're not quite sure what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> was he only contracted to just do the one or what? Yeah. So is it but,
0: taking up that much of his time? Or?
1: Yeah, but I choose to be optimistic about this. I mean, I don't mind the Sin City look, providing that's Gotham. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not fat. It's not so Sin City. No. And um, and they seem to have beefed up the colors a little bit in in, in the outfit, mm. which is good. I like that. It's and, still fucking
0: huge about the chest area. Fuck's sake. Yeah,
1: and and I am a huge fan of um of the of of, the, of Batman's look. Mm. Uh, in this film. I really, really like the fact that they're going the Frank Miller route with it. uh, Because, like Kevin Smith said, I I never thought I would see that outfit on film. So the fact that they've gone in that direction, um, I'm very happy with. And Ben Affleck has clearly been to the fucking gym. Yes. (laughs) Guy looks... Huge, <laughs> did, you hear the, did you
0: hear that? I mean, there's a weird rumor that's since been quashed, but there was a weird rumor that, like, you know, everything that's been leaked so far has been like a fan wank script that Kevin Smith wrote to throw people off the scent. Yeah, yeah, if, that was also a fan wank yeah, theory that's that, to throw people off the scent. If
1: that's, I mean, it's the one of those stories you wish was true because yeah, it's, it's so it's, stupid. I mean, yeah, you know, like smuggling, you know, like,
0: like smuggling you know, like a film crew into a rack to smuggle out some Also, you're giving just,
1: Kevin Smith a lot of credit, you know, it's like.
0: Hmm. <laughs> He keeps making movies. Tusk is coming out. Yeah, yeah. He's got a poster for it and everything. The trailer should be going I, like out the, I like the poster. The, the, the house on the hill with yeah, yeah, yeah. the Tusk's going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like the poster. AKA his weird Walrus movie.
1: Well, I'm, I'm very happy that he's doing his own thing now and that he's not necessarily always feeling the need to do another Clerks film.
0: Well, you heard that the Weinsteins passed on Clarks 3, but that doesn't mean that Clarks 3 can't move ahead. They always, he's always said they had a, a first refusal. Yeah, yeah. So that now that they have actually refused, they can go elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, well, also, I mean, he's. Didn't he? Didn't he say that he was going to go through Kickstarter? Did he? Yeah. No way. Really? I, I, miss that. I, I think I remember him saying it in some one of his many fucking interviews that he gave. You know, Kevin Cause, Smith. Cause he's always, he's Kevin Smith a... is a media whore. He'll yeah. he'll, he'll give he interviews king. to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could give him. We could send him an email and ask if he wanted to do q and A. Q&A. He'd probably say yes. Yeah.
0: Do <laughs> you want to pony up the money for his flights? Like,
1: yeah. Someone sure. who, someone in Malaysia knows where I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was in Ireland of the show dave yes did. went to see him yeah did yeah. i show you the photo
1: uh you showed me something
0: dave was hanging out with uh, he has a photo with Jack.
1: all oh, right, right yes yes i believe you did show that i think i did yeah
0: <laughs> oh, i'll get the rights off Dave, put the photo on the side good other good news and sequels i mean it's nice that it's been up and down for a while but pacific rim 2 is now kind of confirmed by the galmo uh, del Toro. he did a video mm, yeah and he also confirmed an animated series which i just get the impression is going to be like that weird men in black
1: series uh, I, I was thinking it was going to be more like a weird, though that that animatrix thing that was that happened,
0: which also looked a lot like that old. Did you remember?
1: Did you ever see the Men in Black cartoon? No.
0: Like it was. Remember the real Ghostbusters were kind of weird-looking yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, kind of yeah. tall. The real Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah and right. this was that, but even more like darker palettes, right? And crazier, like more like not caricature faces, but just almost I, I ugly. Think, I think
1: I have seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah,
0: um, it's a very dark cartoon like just like the look of it never mind what happens in it like even if they have the lightest thing going on it still still looks like the fucking uh depressing session
1: yeah well i mean i i'm more um i'm not i can't say i'm particularly excited about this news i'm not a fan of of, of the first film at all not really did you like at
0: the time when they just Fell off.
1: You thought you liked it at the time. No, I didn't. I I mean, like, I thought it was. You know, it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was. It was a fun film, but it didn't stay with me. Mm. And then I I saw it again not too long ago, and really didn't like it. Really. I was like, this is really bad. Wow. Um, the acting is horrible. The dialogue is atrocious. (laughs) The action sequences are like. I mean, watching that, I really appreciated uh, Michael Bay's uh, sense of action. Which will probably, you know, some people will probably be really surprised to hear that because yeah. you want to complaint you get about Michael Bay that you can't make out who's fighting who. Although after watching Pacific Rim and then you watch Transformers Four, it's a huge difference. Or
0: even a step in between Godzilla. Yeah. Because it's daylight. Yeah. I mean, they did hide. A, I mean, they did the old trick of hiding shit in it's the rain. Like
1: everything happens in the rain yeah. and, and at night in Pacific Rim. Everything.
0: And they even they, they top themselves by putting the last bit of it underwater at night.
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, watching it again, I really couldn't make out what the fuck. Going on, and Charlie Hunman is probably the worst actor alive right now. <laughs> you know, he, was a, he was horrible in this, he was, he was a, you
0: know? a charisma hole.
1: I mean, it, it was, you know, it's like he was he was more annoying than Shia LaBeouf in, in like, in everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he got arrested again recently at a
1: performance of Cabaret. <laughs> oh, yeah, he went ape shit. He went started ape shit. started <laughs> shouting at people. It's like, Jesus Christ, what happened to Spike? Yeah, <laughs> Spike, what would yeah, but, uh, but
0: I, I mean, I'm just, I think they confirmed they're doing a sequel, not an actual prequel, which is good, because I don't want to see a prequel. I don't want to see prequels anymore, and I don't want, want one where not, I know exactly. The I
1: have with prequels is that people do prequels about, for, for movies that have, have not earned the right yeah. to have a prequel. Exactly. You know, it's like when when the uh, Star Wars prequels were announced, you got excited because it had, every, it had every right to have a prequel.
0: And then you became the most disappointing thing yeah. in the history you know, of your then, life. And then you saw the movies, and you're yeah. like... You know, and then you know the prequels have been tired with a, a brush ever since then. We'll say *Dawn of the Planet of the series is doing great work with re. Yes, I've, I've heard reclaiming very, the good name of prequels.
1: But I'm more excited. If, I mean, if, if anything about this news, I'm more excited about the animated series because it that, that idea does lend itself very well. Yeah. To to that. It's called um, Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they just cut out the anim- the, the martial arts shit. And did you see? To the robots. Did
1: you see that uh, that? That thing on YouTube where this guy had redone the Pacific Rim credits to to look like the opening credits for. Power I think it's a bit of it. I didn't it's see all it's that. pretty funny. Yeah. It's Like if the, if that was the movie, I I probably enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> and even even when I saw it the first time, I said the biggest problem with this movie is that it's not badly dubbed. Yeah. You know because I don't know if it was intended to be kind of intentionally bad, at least in terms of the acting and the and the dialogue.
0: Yeah. And those fucking Russians—the only pilots who don't have a full-face helmet—so of course they drown.
1: And it's very possible that that the sequel could be a huge improvement. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, just weird. I, I was ex- I was expecting to really like like the film, and I was quite upset that I didn't. <laughs> There's
0: been bits and pieces of uh, casting news for Daredevil. So, um, what's her name? Chicken Clerks Two is being cast as well, isn't she?
1: Ter- Rosario Ter- Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, 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 it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what character she's playing. Uh, it wasn't announced, but uh, it was just said that she would be integral to the series um, for the and, first three episodes. And um, they cast uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, Kingpin. Which is interesting. I mean, he can I, be. He,
0: he can bulk out and.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's very good casting. I mean, I like Vincent D'Onofrio, but if Vincent D'Onofrio plays evil. He, it's, it's hard to touch him. It's like he was, he was the best thing in the cell. Mm. You know, he, uh, and he's and, great
0: when he's wearing his eggersuit. suit.
1: Yeah. Yeah wasn't like Edgar. And, um, no, I've always liked Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio. And, and, you know, this is Private pile for God's sake. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was, I
0: mean, he's also done an awful lot of Law and Order,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of that.
0: It's like, it's hard to not take him as just Law and Order, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I never really watched uh, Law and Order all that much, so I no. don't really have that baggage.
0: You got any other news? Hmm? You got any other news? No. No? Well, uh, the rap reports that Akiva Goldsman and... Someone from Edge of Tomorrow and one of the guys from Holy Rollers have come on to produce a movie ada- adaptation of Space Invaders. Oh God! <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Was it? It wasn't. What UFO? It wasn't um, Scott Ridley Scott that was doing Asteroid, right? Asteroids. Um, there was an Asteroids movie in the pipeline a while yes, ago. Yes, I think
1: I think it was Ridley Scott. Was it? Well, what? what oh, he was doing Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Space Invaders, really? Isn't that just Independence Day? Pretty much. Except, you know. What was, like, Future Am has done the only adaptation you ever need to see. You seen that episode where the aliens attack? No. And they're like, they're firing at us quick. Move down one row and move to the left. <laughs> and then they just repeat that. And no one on Earth can defend against this tactic except Fry, because he's the only one who's played Space Invaders who's still alive. If you think we had a lackluster news section, you can contact us at our emails at uh, podcast at dot com podcast at mcgapandfries.com yes that's right I don't usually get to say it twice we do have one email this week it's coming from our Facebook page it's from uh, Charles Donnelly who says hi guys hi long time no see had to post this now or sit up until 3am question why has Disney made Maleficent so touchy feely she's a baddie the clue is in the name why oh why the tortured backstory I don't need that why does everything have to be quantified get over it have you heard
1: Um, I've heard a good bit of
0: what he's referring to
1: Yes, uh, no, I, I've heard a little bit about it as well. I mm-hmm. haven't seen the film, but I've uh, spoken to people who've seen it. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know they they just feel the need that the you know because she, she's because she's a chick, she needs to have all this backstory to be so tortured.
0: They need to be relatable. Yeah. They the we've gotten away from the fact that your main character does li- uh, li- not be like likable, not relatable, likable. Yeah. Because I've heard she's like she's evil for one moment, kind of, and that's the one moment that sets up Sleeping Beauty, and the rest of it she's like ah shit, like, kind of really done done that. Mm-hmm.
1: And I've heard that most of the movie CG. Like, she's hardly even in. Really? It's like CG, 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 Angelina Jolie. CG, 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 Angelina C- Jolie. CG,
0: CG, 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 Scottish, um, Vickers. What's
1: his name? Uh, Ch- Chateau Copley. Ch- yeah, Scottish Copley. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Charles. Yeah. I just, I it's, was, I it's, couldn't... It's Disney. I mean, wh- yeah. what did you think they were going to do? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, oh, I just, I haven't had the get up and go to go see that at
1: all. mm it's doing quite well. I mean, like, uh, yeah. I mean, like, they really tapped into the female audience. Cool. They've been saying that actually, that this, um, that this year especially, that um, way more women are actually going to the cinemas mm. compared to guys. Like, uh, guys are just staying in and downloading shit. I guess, <laughs> 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 you know, playing Arkham Asylum and finishing it in a week or or something. They're not. They're not going out.
0: Yeah. Or that they've actually started making some people have risked it and actually just started making movies with wilf, you know large female characters in it and mm-hmm. people are responding in time Moving on to our review section, you go ahead with Transformers because that's the latest one. Even though you can say it's a late review, it it is the latest one that came out.
1: Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just do a really uh, short review of um, Sabotage first because that's that's an old one. No. Oh, okay. So uh, Sab- with Arnold. With Arnold. So so Sabotage is the. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, most more recent attempt uh, at a career comeback, which um, hasn't been going too well. It's been rocky, to say the least. Um, Last Stand didn't do too well. It's all right, though. It was a perfect B movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't had any issues um, with with uh, the movies that Arnold's been coming out with. I, I do find it quite weird that, that the movies that he's, since he um, you know stepped down as governor uh, and he started... Governator. the governor and, he, and he's you know, started going back into movies... I do find it quite weird that all these movies are not doing well, but yet all of them are, for the most part, way better than any of the shit he was doing before he became the governor. Yeah, <laughs> like like uh, the Last Stand didn't do well. I thought it was a perfectly acceptable film. It's a B movie. Yeah, it's a B movie, uh, but but done right. And um, after that, I mean, not counting the Expendables movies. Um, th- those are just sort of like you know pissing in the wind, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but and then there was Escape Plan, which I thought was quite good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escape Plan did alright internationally. I think it made like, it, it made like over a... a that was a lot of
0: fun. He starts when he goes crazy in yeah, German yeah, accent, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's speaking German
1: and fucking... No, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um And uh, that means out of all of the ones he's done so far, that's the one, that's the the, the one that's made the most money. Oh. Um And, but I think it made most of its money um internationally. Mm. Uh, and then after that, now we have sabotage. Right. And um, sabotage is—it's—it's—it's—it's pro- it's, 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 it's actually a good little movie. I mean, in the sense that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's most assured performance. Really. Um, since coming out, he's playing. Coming out. Since, since you know, <laughs> since, since since coming back out. And, 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 I didn't get that news. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. And it's basically about a DEA task force who um, are under investigation for uh, stealing drug the uh, drug cartels money, and they slowly get they start getting picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's so it's kind of like this whodunit. It's like who's killing who's killing all these guys and who took the money and all that kind of shit. Ah. Um, and it's directed by David Ayer, who um, has experience with um, sort of. Corrupt Cops. He's mm-hmm. the writer of Training Day he also, and uh, End of Watch. He also directed End of Watch. He's directing the uh, upcoming um, tank film with Brad Pitt, Fury. Fury. Uh, There's a trailer for that. Yeah, that, that actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the little tank that could. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, the probably the best cast that's uh, ever been assembled around Arnold. you got Sam Worthington. Um, that's
0: not not leading off at
1: Sam <laughs> but this is but but Sam Wellington's really good in this. Yeah, and he's he's almost unrecognizable in it. He's got loads of um, dreads and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Terrence Howard's in it. Max Martini, who's the uh, who is the Australian dad in Pacific Rim.
0: Yeah, and he was in um uh Captain Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips as yeah. like as no nonsense army dude, and for once he played no nonsense army dude who wasn't the bad guy because he played the exact same role In person of interest as a bad guy.
1: Joe Mang- um Josh Holloway. Uh, From Lost. Yeah, Muriel uh, Enos, uh, Martin Donovan. I mean, you know, good, very good, solid solid character actors. And and Arnold is essentially he's playing the kind of role that Clint Eastwood plays. Mm. So he's 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 older, he's gruff, um, and he's he's in pretty he's in pretty good shape in this one. He's got he's got a ridiculous haircut. It's
0: really like. Almost like Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's scalped a, on the edges and a comb. it's a Hitler haircut?
1: Yeah, it's it's a ridiculous haircut. <laughs> um, and there's some and there there's there's something about his performance in this that feels quite natural. I mean, he's not he's he's not a he's he's never been a natural actor. No. Um, and
0: except in kindergarten cop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really liked him in this. I mean, it was nice to see him play a role that. He's not such a clear-cut hero that he actually is quite flawed. They're all, all of the characters in this movie are very fucked up. Mm. And the movie's incredibly violent. Very, very bloody. Yeah? Yeah. Um, And um, I thought it was, you know, it's, it's, what's interesting about the movies that, that Arnold makes is that they are essentially 80s films. And this is a very, very gritty 80s movie. But like almost like a B movie. Kind of, but... The Last
0: Stand was defiantly B-movie, yeah. or even just direct-to-video almost.
1: This one this one clearly thinks it's something a little bit better. I mean, like, uh, it, it it, thinks it's training day. Right. It isn't, <laughs> but it thinks it is. It, it thinks it's a little bit of end-of-watch. It isn't. Yeah, um, the, it's preschool you can, day. You can tell that the movie feels that it has a lot to say, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really. It's a pretty empty action film, but on that level, it delivers.
0: Cool. Yeah. Is that because from the trailers and stuff? I think at the time we were talking about Maria Enos
1: L- looking badass. She's very badass. In yeah, she's incredibly badass. Yes, yeah. out of every out of everyone else in the group, she's she steals the she steals the show. Cool. Um, but what I did really like about this is that what you think it's about, it's not about that at all. Like like if you've seen the trailer, yeah, that's not the movie. Ah. Uh, so the trailer looks like they give a lot away,
0: I'm I'm thinking uh, misleading trailers are all the best. Yeah, the better these days.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, there, there are things that happen in the trailer that makes it look like it's a massive plot point, point. Yeah. and or that it happens in the cl- and a lot of the a lot of the stuff in the trailer actually happens in the first five minutes of the film, which is right. You know, so 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 it's like I mean, no, like uh, in terms of some of the things that happen in the trailer that, that suggest that this is a major sort of thing that's going to happen in the third act. Yeah, it's actually nothing, nowhere near the third act. So um, it's actually almost an afterthought when you see the film so it's interesting the way that they've approached that because i was quite surprised by that because like, the movie started the movie starts and i'm like what what we're starting here yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and, it, you, and you think it's and you think that uh, they're gonna flash back to like you know like three weeks earlier or something like that and yeah it it's yeah. Like, like
0: was it superman that had was it, what was the thing where there was lines of dialogue that were said I think it was Captain America had a very misleading trailer. Marvel have been knocking it out of the park with misleading trailers. Yeah. There was a line said from one character on screen. It looked like one character to another and in the film. It has completely different context. Yes, yes. We'll get to this about the Planet Apes as well. The trailer makes it look very much like an A to B to C movie. Yeah. And it doesn't go that path yeah. at all. And I, I, love, I love, I love that. I'm loving that these days. One
1: thing, one thing I'm also noticing that they're starting to do now in trailers, and they did it in the trailer for Sabotage, is that you'll, you'll, is that actors are going in and looping dialogue just for the trailer. Yeah. So it's like when you so when you see that bit in the in the film, he says something entirely different than what he says in the trailer. It
0: wasn't until I was I think Slash Films review of Donald the Planet of the they were talking about that there's a, there's a line in the trailer it's not in the film at all. Yeah, although I think that might be wrong, unless it was cut here. I mean, that was,
1: but yeah, yeah, I mean, like if you're if you like action films, if you liked um, if you like David Ayer's work, if um, okay, uh, if you like Street Kings, if you liked um, Training Day, then you should give Sam a, touch a go. If you like Arnold, you should definitely give it a go. It's it's a fun it's a fun film. If you if you if, if you have an issue with violence, you should probably not watch yeah.
0: it. Yeah, this <laughs> your first irony movie. Don't.
1: Yeah,
0: well we'll, we'll we'll lead up to the big releases then. So I saw uh, last year's Philomena mm-hmm. recently, which is uh, Dame Judi Dench and Steve Coogan. Pretty much, it's almost a two-hander. Yeah. Uh, Judi Dench is the Philomena of the title. Yeah. And uh, she's Irish, mm-hmm. uh, with an accent. Nah, her accent veers from good to bad, but it's mostly good. I I I can imagine. Almost, it's it's Brenda Fricker, right? Okay, essentially, um, which is a real accent. I just have been away long enough that I forget about it. Um, so she's she knows she's getting on in life, but she has a uh, memories of uh, when she was younger. There was these things in Ireland called the Magdalene laundries. I think was part of it, and there was other groups as well. But essentially, if we, you know a woman got uh, herself pregnant out of wedlock, they'd go to these places and they'd get room and board, and they'd be you know the the baby would be taken care of and they'd be given you know they kept away from society for a while yeah. but they do backbreaking laundry work and they get paid fuck all and they'd be you know run by nightmare nuns mm-hmm. and stuff like that and there's been like huge court cases and shit over this and mm-hmm. um, so it's really this kind of shit really happens That's, and it's based on a true story and when her son would have been 50 she decides finally kind of the, the, the bell breaks and she wants to find him mm-hmm. and through a chance encounter her daughter her daughter from another marriage later on uh, gets in touch with Steve Coogan's character, Martin Sixsmith, mm-hmm. who's kind of a disgraced kind of spin doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's looking to he keeps joking about writing a book about Russian literature mm-hmm. or like Russian art or something like that, or Russian history. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Yeah, no one wants to read about Russian <laughs> history." So the two of them get together, and he kind of starts. He's very dismissive of the whole thing. You know, his way into getting work is to do a, a, a human interest story, right? Um, and it's just like he's not really into it at all. But he kind of thinks, you know, as he gets to know her, he gets to know the story. There's more behind it. They go to Ireland. They meet the nuns. They find out. They find the son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it could be a hallmark movie of the week. Yeah. But it's not. And a lot of that sense of performances. The story itself, you can't get I can't give too much away about it because it does go in directions that the hallmark story wouldn't go in. Yeah. Um, but you know, the whole second half of the movie is quite surprising. Just the the what? It's just the wind, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a leaf on the wind. Um, no, I've heard very good things about it. Um, it is. I mean, the performances are great. She really. There's a beautiful relationship between the two because you know, at my age, I sympathise more with his character because you know, there's a, there's a beautiful moment with are sitting on the you know those trolleys they ferry in Heathrow they they ferry people to the air, the planes with mm-hmm. you can't you know handle mm-hmm. distance mm-hmm. and she's telling about a book and she does that thing that you know a lot of your older adults might do like. i read this book it goes right and you asked you might ask him, is it any good instead of saying yes and shortening it up they literally tell you the whole story and just look on steve coogan's face while she's doing this you really feel for the guy Mm -hmm. but he's gonna just he's gonna get on like a six to seven hour flight to the u.s we can't really just say i don't want to hear about this anymore yeah and just he has to just listen to it it's like and then this and then you know and then it turns out that her her son was actually her brother from another you know it's Mm all weird Fucking. you know she's reading mills and boone essentially Mm -hmm but i think it's a very real character character character, character mm-hmm. trait mm-hmm. and it has that beautiful age difference thing going on between them and the more the story goes on the more interesting interested in the story he becomes and the more interesting he becomes mm-hmm. like he is a shallow spin doctor at the beginning of it almost and he gets to grow as a person in a way and she too gets you know some great scenes two dence gets to have some great scenes um Although yeah, you can't help thinking about the trip when you're watching it and you're wondering when the um Michael Caine impressions are going to come on. But it's not quite that. It is very, it, it's a little bit TV movie. But it, it, it's interesting that, you know, Steve Coogan, it's directed by Stephen Frears. Steve Coogan adapted the, the book to
1: yes. screenplay. Mm-hmm.
0: And he produced it as well. Good. And, uh, yeah, I don't think, I'm not sure if it got Oscars or not. But um, it was nominated. It anyway. was nominated. Yeah.
1: But, uh, no, it didn't, didn't win anything.
0: Yeah. But it is, it's, it's quite touching as well. I'd recommend it. It's it's definitely a Sunday evening relaxing movie, and it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it's not ultra depressing or anything,
1: but it could be. That's good. Over to you. Okay. So yes, uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Okay, Uh, this movie has gotten its ass kicked by the critics. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the worst reviewed of the Transformer series.
0: Even where I thought a lot of people, I saw reviews saying it was better than Revenge of the
1: Fallen. Um, but I think in terms of like um, like the, on, in terms of run Tomatoes uh, rating oh. I think it's uh, the lowest it's the worst reviewed film of of, of all four Wow um, and the worst reviewed film of Michael Bay's career uh, but okay here's the thing <laughs> if you um, by now you should know what to expect with Michael Bay movies. so if you have issues with you know um, product placement, if you have issues with you know like The whole sort of leery camera and uh and the way that he objectifies women and the way that he objectifies sort of like cars and action and all you know explosions and all that stuff then just stay away uh but for as far as the bad reviews go i'm like i don't know what these people these people were expecting to see Mm. um because everything that you know that you love and hate about michael bay is there it's present and accounted for and in fact this is the most michael bay film Michael Bay has ever done, <laughs> and I mean that a <laughs> lot, wow. and I mean that in the, in the best possible way. And the I mean, best I and mean, worst. Yes, aspect. I mean, like I'm am a fan. I've I've yeah. always liked Michael. I've always liked Michael Bay's movies. Um, uh, you know, I mean, of, of course, <laughs> of course, I have issues with them. The way I don't I don't I don't think I don't think anyone doesn't have issues with something Michael Bay's done in one of, in yeah. one of his, in any of his films. But as a, as far as being a director of hardcore popcorn entertainment, solid popcorn entertainment. I've always that been, explodes in your face. I've always been a fan, and this this movie is also the longest movie Michael Bay has ever made. <laughs> if if any, actually, I mean, like, I actually enjoyed the film. Okay. Um, I think it's it's better than two and three. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I would I would but, rate but not it not as good as one. Yeah, I mean, one's still the best. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's way better than two, and it's marginally better than three. Uh, the biggest issue is that it's too fucking long.
0: It's 166
1: minutes, right? Yeah, it's ridiculously long. And there is a very clear point in the film where you think it's going to end. And instead, you get another half an hour action sequence. Wow. Um, or it felt like half an hour. It could have been less. But it, it just goes on for too fucking long. <laughs> I could talk about plot, but what would be the point? What, what was your... Was your line earlier? What's the, some of the plot again? It's... Fra- Fraser. is Fra- going around killing the robots. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Marky Mark finds an old truck that turns out to be a Transformer. Fraser finds out about this because Fraser has been rounding up all the Autobots and Decepticons and killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, They're straight up killing them. Straight up killing them. I mean, that's another thing about the movie. The, this is probably the most adult of the series.
0: <laughs> and it's still like... So now it's not a preschool. It's now 8 to 10 age, is it?
1: Yeah, it's like y- you You got this... Like the way that the way that the Transformers are killed is pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, I mean, like if I was if I was ten watching that, I'd be freaked out.
0: Like you were watching the original two thousand and six, or the not two thousand six, the eighty
1: six. The eighty six when, when Optimus died, you like you see like fucking Wheeljack being dragged, <laughs> Wheeljack's dead corpse being dragged, like you're freaking out. Like, you know, but this one, they show like um, uh, basically it's like the rest of the world thinks that that that. um... That Frazier is just uh, running an operation to to uh, round up the transformers to to, to kill Decepticons. Oh, Decepticons! Because this is like uh, six years after Chicago, and Chicago was in, in ruins. A lot of lives were lost. I really didn't want to
0: get that. A, did you see the the ad, the trailer? Remember Chicago? Yeah. on? I just wanted to like remember Michael like, Transformers Three instead. <laughs> uh,
1: so Frazier is basically uh, he's he's. Frasier's Black Ops unit. Everyone thinks that he's just killing Decepticons, but actually he's killing all Transformers. Mm-hmm. And there is one bit where we see um, a Transformers uh, an Audible character that um, if you're a fan of the series, you know the character, you like the character, and he's basically ambushed and shot to shit. And that's actually quite disturbing. Yeah. If you're if, like, uh, I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't I mean not I didn't find it particularly disturbing, but just imagining a kid watching that. Who I'm was it in the last one
0: was it Hound who just got straight up murdered by Leonard Nimoy by Spock Ironhide Ironhide yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like just like what the fuck and it was juice yeah transformer juice yeah 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 He has a weird fascination with robot juice Oh
1: that juice is It's still there <laughs> It's still there there's a lot of juice He's wheezing the juice um, and it's and like and then after you sort of see and then and then after you sort of see this character get killed later on in the movie they show you what they do with it once they once they kill it yeah. and it's like Jesus <laughs> Kids don't need
0: to see that. It's like taking a bone saw to ET's neck in the third act of ET or something. Yeah. Right?
1: So the movie is too long. Um, product placement galore. Uh, but but the product placement is so in your face that you have to laugh. Yeah. You have to laugh. It's so in your face. And Michael Bay's been very open about this. You know, he he's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I put the product placement, but you know, like uh, that's why my movie costs 160 as opposed to 250. Yeah. So you know, whatever. I mean, it, it's, it, it easy makes in the books. It makes sense. You know, and. He's the accountant of directing, and um, you know, you, there's no. I, I, and they completely ignore the fact that it's just a new set of people. Like, there's no reference at all to any of the characters from. <laughs> just Duhamel,
0: Hamill N- nest, all that kind of shit. Tyrese doesn't show up. Nothing. There's time. wiki just fuck you. Nothing. There's no. Got shot by Cassie
1: Grammer. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. To be honest, it doesn't. It doesn't, but I mean, there's there's no, elements no, 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 of the, the, no, no, the fact that they're working side by side should admit something. Yeah, but 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 that's just it is that it doesn't matter. It's a Transformers <laughs> it's movie. It's a Transformers it movie. You don't give a shit like what happened to Shia. LaBeouf? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Like we got Mark Wahlberg now. Hey, <laughs> is he ba- is he all right? Yeah, he's badass. He's he's the most Boston tech, Texan ever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does gonna yeah. try out an accent. No, he doesn't even try. You know, and uh, so he's got and so he's got uh, his daughter. Um, Played by Nicola Peltz, who I who I last saw in the Last Airbender. Mm. Um, she looks a lot better in this movie. Um, and <laughs> again, like that classic Michael Bay introduction is like we are introduced essentially to her ass and legs first. And it's and and it's it's just the way that like Mark Wahlberg is like making reference to it. it's like you know honey your shorts are getting shorter by the day. And as he's saying this, Michael Bay's camera is just <laughs> showing <shorter laughs> all, <over her> <laughs> all over her ass and. And you just, oh. you get to that point where you just, I just, I, I
0: find that stuff funny now. Yeah, you know, but it, but it is, it's kind of terrible. It is, but I, I think. I, what you were saying with the critics earlier is that, so they're supposedly instead the of a new trilogy. Yeah. And uh, he's got a new main star. Now, I've heard one thing, is the action, like the first one, there's elements of it that the action could be a bit hard to follow. Second one, maybe a bit more, the third one a little bit as well. Yeah. But the only, maybe the first one wasn't so much because you didn't have as much to play with. Well,
1: but another thing about this film is that it's probably Michael Bay's most relaxed film in terms of cuts. Okay. Oh, that's
0: what I've heard. So that he hasn't proven that like, you can see what's going on in the Yeah, yeah.
1: like the action sequences are actually very clear and all of them are in the day. Yeah. They were all pretty much in the day in the previous one. Yeah, right? yeah. But, but, but like watching that, you, like especially after like uh, the Watching Pacific Rim and all that, you, you really appreciate it this time around. Hmm. It's like I can see everything. One thing about Michael Bay is that every cent of that budget is on the screen. Yeah, you know, and it's it's all there. And uh, Galvatron is in it.
0: Well, I'm spoilers. You know, go, yeah, but but no. But I saw not, that like three months ago, and his toy sp- was in the store. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. It's yeah. not a
1: spoiler. And what's nice about it is that they got Frank Walker to do the voice for Galvatron. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, the, the 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 daughter's boyfriend. Jack Moreno who's born in America but raised in Ireland, he's for all intense His character or his actor? Uh, he's he's an act he's an actor. Um, but he's Irish in the film as well. Oh, like, and he's constantly referred to as Lucky Charms, and. Uh, You're
0: not really selling this movie, thing, no.
1: <laughs> and Jack, th- this guy is the boyfriend. His introduction is hilarious. He literally comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> you don't know. It's like. There's a brief sort of like com- phone conversation where he's like, oh, is she seeing someone? And then and then you get forty minutes of movie where there's nothing, and then suddenly he just turns up <laughs> and, and just joins the action. <laughs> you know, you got Kelsey Grammer and Stanley Tucci are clearly just having the time of their life on this. Stanley yeah. Tucci
0: particularly, uh, yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Stanley Tucci's having a lot of fun flirting with uh, Li Bingbing, and uh, who's who's the Chinese the the, the Chinese actress tie-in. Uh, that's another thing is that this movie goes. Goes out of its way. Shaft and balls. Yes. To um, make the Chinese government very happy. And it's paid off. Yeah. It's paid off handsomely. I mean, um, 250 million dollars. Uh, it's the highest grossing film in China. Yeah. At the moment. And the Chinese are
0: worried about that because they usually balance it out. With yeah. yeah.
1: Well, whatever. I mean, um, it. it's... I mean, the movie is not suffering for 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 for, for box office. It's yeah. it's doing insanely well. It did drop off a lot, though, you know? in it, it, in domestic. I mean, it's the funny thing is, it's you see
0: how they spin stories. Like Pacific, Pacific Rim's uh, budget was always talked about. Originally, it was always how much it made domestic. Whereas Transformers from the off, it could just be the world's changed as well. From the off, it's being international.
1: Well, I mean, because I every
0: mean, because a lot of the the Hollywood pressure are fellating.
1: Well do, domes- domestically it is it is the lowest grossing of, of all of the transformers okay, right? Right? but no, even no. then it's still going to it's still going to end up grossing close to 300 million wow. you know um, and it will cross 1 billion globally mm. it has yet to open in in quite a few Euro- european markets um, you know because of the world cup they delayed it so the movie is really? going yeah oh. they, so the movie is going to make a shitload. It has already made a shitload of money. It's already made over. Um, it's it's already made close to eight hundred million worldwide. Whoa. So, it's gonna cross the one billion mark.
0: That's a lot of Smiley's
1: Mars. Yeah. Now, I mean, so so it's like that. If you if you if you don't like Michael Bay movies, then you won't, then you won't like this. Yeah. You know, I like Michael Bay movies, so I enjoyed this. You know, and What's, uh, uh, there's,
0: but there's, a, there's this new group. Oh yeah, okay, go on. There's a new group as well, right? There's a new faction in the blockade is that his name or something or something uh, lockdown lockdown is yeah. he okay i've he's pretty he's really right. cool
1: he's, he's pretty cool um, is there anything
0: in this you'd like to have as a toy no yeah i'm, I'm i kind of that it's getting more and more that way like i looked at the toys in the shop and was like even after was prime he's always been a cook i'm like no
1: well i mean i think they. I don't know the 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 toys. It, it doesn't translate well. Yeah,
0: it doesn't because the old boxy ones worked. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm looking forward to in five to ten years' time when they get someone else to come in to do a reboot of it, and they actually do boxy Transformers, and all the kids freak out over it. Yeah. Because it's not their Transformers.
1: Whenever I get tired, whenever I get um, excited about a Transformers toy, it's always because it's a throwback to what uh, to an old one.
0: Yeah, I saw Sweet Smokes Yeah, yeah, I'm and those, like
1: it. and also they 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 they've released like um like a an eighties Grimlock. Uh, that I thought was quite cool, and like, and the Dinobots are in this. Yeah. Um, How are the Dinobots? Well, the Dinobots are essentially just robot dinosaurs. They don't fucking talk. Yeah, and they don't.
0: They, they they're literally just Deus Ex machine at the end, right? Uh,
1: no, I mean there is, you know, <laughs> you know, there, It's it's a loose connection basically. Yeah. Um, the movie attempts to sort of open up the universe a little bit, um, with mixed results, and the Dinobots are a, a product of that. Um, when when. You know, I mean, Optimus riding Grim- Grimlock into battle, I think it's kind of cool. It was Anything in context was, it was okay? Well, I mean, basically it's like they need help. Yeah, need but them. is it,
0: would that in your head, me Grimlock, or was that just like dinosaur, dinosaur-shaped Transformer?
1: It's not, it's not the Grimlock that we know. Yeah. You know, it's Michael Bay's Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> but Bay's it's still, Grimlock. but it's still cool, you know, I mean, um, it was, it was cool to see them, and it was cool, and it's not just Grimlock, I mean, the Dinobots are in it.
0: The Swoop in it.
1: Swoop's in it. Uh, Swoop's in it? Swoop's in it. Okay. Uh, because then it,
0: there was, Swoop gets no love.
1: Yeah, Swoop's in it. Slag is in it. Nice. <laughs> Slag. But he's not called Slag, is he? They're, I thought they were changing his name. They don't get, I mean... They uh, don't get names. They don't get names. No. No. None of them are called anything in the film. Fuck. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting. It's like after they win the battle and everything, the Dinobot's just like, yeah, let's go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like... Just let's go for a walk around China, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? Like,
0: they're like the sachet off stage left.
1: Pretty much, you know, it's like, you know, Optimus Prime is like, oh, look, we have won the battle, blah, blah, blah. They're like, you are free you now. And they're all like, yep, just go for a walk. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but um, one thing about this is that uh, because of the way it was shot, this movie looks amazing on IMAX. Really? Looks you saw IMAX? Yeah, it looks amazing. And the 3D is incredibly gentle. Gentle, very gentle. <laughs> that's, not <laughs> that's not the word I was expecting. It was just like it was caressing you. No, it was just like it was just like it didn't hurt. Yeah. Like usually three D gives me a headache, and this one for a movie as long as this, I was, I I thought like because also, but they were they were shooting it in these new, they shot the film in these new sort of three D IMAX cameras, and it really shows like a like. you no, no problem with dimness. No. Oh, that's good. No, I mean, it looked the movie looks amazing on a. Because
0: I have, I have found that over time, just over time in general, yeah. like it hasn't had anything to do with the film, but the actual that the the pain in the head effect has gone down. Yeah. But I kind of stopped really going three D movies. If we have a choice, we don't go three D.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I'm actually I, I wanna I was gonna sneak off and see it, but I didn't. You know, I had a, that's a fucking it's a long fucking movie. There's stuff to be done. Um, I do want to see it at some point, sooner rather than later. But uh, yeah, cool. But yeah, the toys and all that stuff they not don't have any more. So do you think it sets up for Unicron or is it setting up the Quintessons?
1: Um, could
0: Could go could, either way. Eh? Could
1: go either way. It could even go both. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we get Shakticons at some point, I'm happy. I never I never thought we'd get Dinobots, <laughs> <laughs> To be honest with you. I mean so, but anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. You know. Anything's possible. If Michael Bay shocked shocked, will probably like leap out of the water and try and leg hump like a yeah. Nicola Peltz or something.
0: So, uh, in a complete 180, then I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes,
1: uh, a blockbuster with a lot of heart. That's what I hear. I've, I've heard nothing but glowing things about this film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it starts, if you haven't seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh, the previous film of the franchise, uh, that set things up where... It was uh, Caesar was the first ape who was given a, a special treatment. Oh, he was he was the baby of a mother who had been given treatment and been passed on genetically to him that he was basically had the learning level of a human, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that course of that kind of heartbreaking movie at time, like there's constant heartbreak for him through that movie. You know, he has to hang out with James Franco. Yeah. Um, who was his, it? Was uh, John Lithgow? Wasn't
1: it? Was John Lithgow? Yeah. John
0: Lithgow was there. Um, he kind of got put back into the normal ape population. He eventually managed to really get released and actually uplift a whole load of other apes. But there's a whole you know, he was conflicted about it. Some of the other apes were kind of just mad on warmongers kind of stuff. Yeah, but they all fled to Mount Tam area of San Francisco on the other side of the bridge. I, was, the
1: a, I was a huge fan of um. The first film.
0: That third act moment, yeah, with Ma- Draco Malfoy, yeah, 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 chills. Yeah, 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 that's just like that was one of the cinematic moments of that year. Was just when, yeah, yeah, when when he says, he says no, yeah, because up until that point he's been signing, and it's just like yeah. what the f- actual fuck, yeah. And uh, this movie picks up ten years later. Uh, they've built a, a life for themselves in the woods. They they've been they signed to each other. Mm-hmm. So the first part, ten minutes of this movie is awesome. I would have no problem watching the rest of this movie like this, subtitled, mm-hmm. with hand signals, mm-hmm. and it works perfectly. And, you know, they have, they've been they, there's uh, Maurice from the first one, the big orangutan, is like drawing on a rock and they have it on the wall. Ape does not kill ape. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you
0: yeah. know, they've been out, some of them go out hunting and they hunt wild deer and stuff like that. And just, mm-hmm. it's just a vision. I think they did in the first one as well, where like the trees, the leaves falling from the trees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They referenced that shot a couple of times in this, where it's just like, you know, because they're all up in the trees and they're fucking powering along. Yeah. Because that's their natural environment. Yeah. And you see these leaves falling, you know, you're fucked. Um, but they're mentioning to each other, you know, they've got a good, they built a good life together, and it's been, they haven't seen any humans for two years. It's been ten years. The, the their uplifting also coincided with the release of a virus mm-hmm. that wiped out a lot of humanity. Mm-hmm. So into their midst comes uh, Kirk Arfcedo. Charlie from oh, yes, Fringe yes, yes, yes. who unfortunately no longer gets to play cool Charlie from Fringe characters he only gets to play the Jake he played in Walking Dead. Yeah yeah yeah. He's, he's like that's that's it now. Just- that's all he does cuz in this he is the guy who's the hothead who hates apes. And you you kind of like they're doing that. But they instantly go around that. Mm-hmm. They instantly set up these easy conflicts that would happen. It's like someone got a really shitty script and then fixed everything along the way. Right. Um so, his initial conflict, the humans need to get something in the apes' territory. You know, once they show up, they, they, there, is a, there is a bit of a conflict, and then the apes decide we have to do a show of power. And, you know, Caesar is the leader. Mm-hmm. And Korba, who's the, the whole fucked up monkey from the last one, mm-hmm. he's in it still. Yeah. He's kind of like his war leader almost.
1: Yeah, well, no surprise there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, and there's a lot of really beautiful moments where they don't just say he's a nasty one. It's like you're, you see more of the apes than the humans.
1: Yeah, no, I've heard that it's uh, it's very much an ape centric film. Is yeah. that it's it's, uh, it, it's he gets
0: Corbin gets way more characterization than Kirk Zito. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, there's moments where he's he's like, they're pointing about let the humans do their work and he's pointing to his face mm-hmm. which is all fucked up. He's like human work. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah.
0: And it's I haven't seen any of those split screens that they did for Gollum when they had Andy Circus with the mask with with the the motion capture and the actual final thing. Oh, you you see how close. I've seen still photos, but I haven't seen any videos yet.
1: I've
0: seen it. Oh, there's a few out there. I say when it comes to award season, they're going to be all over the place because I want to remind people. Yeah. These guys are amazing. The way they stand, the way they move. As I said, the actors aren't even fucking saying anything to each other for a lot of the movie. When the apes want to emphasize a point, that's when they speak, mm-hmm. and it, it works because it really you've been this you've been reading the text for the last twenty minutes or ten minutes, so then all of a sudden it's like oh wow this is really important. So Malcolm is one of the leaders of the. A group in San Francisco who survived the plague—they're all immune to it—and right. uh, his partner. He set it up with Gary Oldman's character. Right. Uh, Markle is, Markle, Malcolm is Malcolm. Um, Malcolm is his name. Jason.
1: Uh, what? Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Yeah. Oh, I've not seen anything
0: before. I don't think. Um, and they're kind of kindred spirits to him. It seems like he knows something's going on with these apes because they don't—they know nothing about why these super intelligent apes are living in the woods. Like they know nothing. It wasn't, you know, the, the outbreak happened as they escaped, so no one knows anything about them. It's freaking the fuck out. Right. And Caesar also makes a show of force. And there's nothing more fucked up than apes in war paint on horses. <laughs> Except their little tiny legs. And they're sitting on the horses, they've of their saddle, and their legs are little, Their hind legs are way short. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only come to, like, your knees. So just this weird kind of, like, little look. It's, but it's a beautiful touch that shows you the detail of it. So, Jason and Caesar try to get things working together, and there's kind of, you know, forces within the human camp that you think you're going to do stuff, and they don't go that route. But there's some fuck ups along the way, and it's all about building trust, and it's a lot of, like, really nice moments. Matt Reeves does some really nice work with regards to Caesar's camp, is beautiful. It's all kind of like, uh, you know, those stockades you used to see in, like, F Trooper, those kind of old West movies? Mm-hmm. And they have those kind of barricades made of, like, logs interlocked. Mm-hmm. Theirs is, like, all made out of that. Right. Um,. I don't know why Kerry Russell's in this movie. She's got one scene to do something in. It's kind of weird. Oh, really? Yeah. She's like she's kind of there beside Jason Clark, but like she's given nothing to do. The kid, there's a kid in there as well. It's given even less to kind of do. It's just to draw parallels more or less between the human family and the eight family. Um, third act actually gets real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, for those who think Matt Reeves isn't any, you know great director for Let Me In, there's a scene with the tank mm-hmm. where the camera is locked off to the turret mm-hmm. as it slowly goes out of control mm-hmm. that is brilliant and there's a real horror to the battle scenes because there are some battle scenes that go on yeah and it doesn't end that way it's not the leading into the planet we're not at the planet of the apes quite yet right um so it's constantly surprising which i love in a big blockbuster it's looks beautiful the apes are amazing andy circus again just the the look on people on these apes faces i mean there's maybe there's, there's touches of the animator putting into stuff as well but there's so much expression in their eyes and in their body language and in everything they're doing. And just there's nothing more emotional than we just like go home. Oh. When they say stuff like that, they are just like short little things they say to each other. They're just and the meaning behind is all there behind, them, the emotions are there behind them. It's amazing. I'm talking about this about a fucking eight movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as good as Caesar was in the first one, everyone's as good as that now. And there's just I really enjoyed it. I think it's really clever. It's doing really well and the way it ends sets up really interesting things for the future i think i think they're maybe talking about this being another set of prequel, make the prequel trailer trilogy yeah um i can't recommend it enough i really enjoyed it and it really got me like a couple of moments i wasn't even hung over was on the edge of my seat with tears well yeah it cool. just has really nice moments throughout it's a very well handled movie so definitely check it out cool now it's making bank, which is good. It's oh, okay. good. That it's yeah. nice to have the counterpoint to the Transformers. Yeah, it is making a lot of money. Yeah. So, if you disagree with anything we said today, you can always contact us at podcast at You can also follow our work. I write for Starburst Magazine occasionally. Uh, yep. I haven't written for Nerdspan in a while. I and write the film column
1: for the Malaysian edition of Esquire. Still doing that, yeah? Yeah, still doing that. Cool. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at gapyap.
0: And you can follow me at Twitter at McNasty Prime. Okay. Finishing off, we finished with the Malaysian and U.S. box office. Top
1: 10 in, in Malaysia. Malaysia. Number 10, Maleficent. Uh, number 9, Walk of Shame. Elizabeth, oh, that's Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Number 8, Arima Ariman Nambi. Nambi. Number seven,
0: How to Train Your Dragon 2. I heard that's not doing so well, but it's. Oh, someone told me it's really, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah I've heard it's very good.
0: Number six, The Cursed House. Number five, The Fault in Our Stars. Number the four, movie it's yeah.
1: Number four, Hungry Ghost Ritual. Local movie movie? It's a Chinese movie. Chinese movie. Number three, Deliver From Evil. Number two, Transformers, Age of Extinction. And at number one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Is this the right weekend? Yeah,
0: Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. quite recent.
1: And in uh, the U.S. box office, number 10 is Jersey Boys. This, uh, I've heard mixed things about that. It's Clint mean, Eastwood, but he, and it's, it
0: sounds like he wants to focus more on the kind of growing up yeah. rough times than the singing bits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Number nine, Begin Again. Like
0: Ruffalo, right? Yep. And Keira Knightley. Number, number eight, eight, eight Maleficent. Number, number seven,
1: Deliver Us From Evil. Number six, Earth to Echo, which is like CGI
0: E.T., right? Yep. Number five,
1: How to Train Your Dragon 2. Number four,
0: 22 Jump Street.
1: Number three, Tammy.
0: Number two, Transformers, Age of Extinction.
1: And number one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
0: Yeah. World release. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.